is the Indigify Native Artist Series. I'm your host, Chandra Iklugan Safran. Today, I talk with Northern Cheyenne sisters, Jordan and Madison Craig. Maddie and Jordan are the founders of the lingerie line, Shy Natives. What started as Maddie's pursuit to hand sew intimates that fit her and her sisters blossomed into a fashion label rooted in DIY culture, the beauty of connection to nature, and whose brand identity gives voice to indigenous intimacy. We wanted something rooted in um, sisterhood, being Native American, but also something that was bashful and contradicted what you were seeing at the time, which were these really confident Victoria's Secret models. Today, shy natives count some of the biggest names in native pop culture as their fans, and sometimes models while their devoted customer base and collaborators can't wait to lap up the next Shy Natives drop. It feels intimate in the most powerful way. Like, not like sex, sexual intimacy. It feels like, you know, we have true relationships with um, a lot of our, our, our yeah, supporters. Yeah. It's interesting that it's Shy Natives, but it's like the mo- more bold we get, the better it gets. <laughs> this is the Indigify Native Artist Series, Wonga Kugan Chandra Safran, and today I talk with Shy Natives. Our theme music is Kama Yopek by Inuk artist Reet. This conversation has been edited for clarity and length. Madison Craig. We are from California. Our tribe is Northern Cheyenne from Lame Deer, Montana, um, and I am a fashion designer. Ooh, I just got butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am Jordan Ann Craig, and I'm Northern Cheyenne, Madison's older sister, co-founder of Shy Natives, and I'm also a painter. And a designer. And a designer. And a photographer. And a photographer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you got me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. And a DIYer. Oh yeah, we're, we're both. both. Yeah. <laughs> you were the first lingerie brand at the Swaya Indigenous Fashion Show in 2019. Yes. Oh my gosh, that was crazy. So we were actually picked up late because somebody dropped out. Um, so these fashion designers have like a full year to prepare, and we had three a months, few months, summer. The summer before. Yeah, just a few months. Um, and we, our models were mostly people that we have worked with before. Um, so we were surrounded by a lot of love, friends, family, our little sister modeled. And it really pushed me outside of my comfort zone because I hadn't done anything like that before. I was a completely self-taught designer, a kid, but there was so much adrenaline and yeah. so much... We received so much praise. Mm -hmm. It just felt extremely rewarding, and I'm still basking in it to this day. For sure. It was a plant mom theme. It was collaboration in that we worked with our friend Diego Medina, Daydream Boy, um, and he drew a lot of the plant ladies and drawings, and I screen printed the patterns onto fabric in Berkeley, California, and then Maddie would take those fabric pieces and make the looks, and we played with mesh and cotton mostly. Jordan was screen printing fabric um, and 
yeah, we just really had a great time with our our models. Jordan also screen printed them sweatshirts. I got them. Yeah, we made them all plant mom sweatshirts, which we still see him wearing. You know, I think everyone was really grateful for that experience. I think all of our models were a little shy that day, and we all had to, you know, work together to, um, you know, build each other up because underwear had never hit the runway at SWI before. I used to be defined by shyness, though. Very, very shy. Held back in school, didn't talk from, I think, until high school. (laughs) Like, literally, I didn't talk. I would only talk to Maddie, and we really were super bonded. We're only a year and a half apart, so... um, but yeah, I, I, people thought I had a learning disability because I was just so shy. I wouldn't answer the phone. When I went to a friend's house, I made my mom knock on the door. I'm like astounded to hear Jordan that you were shy because <laughs> I know, like, right? Yes. I know. Yes. Like, I know. Yeah. Cause she's like a social butterfly now. Yeah. yeah. She could just turn it on. My artist statement starts with, I used to be wildly shy. I used to fear crinkled paper. Um, that really plagued me actually we would stay home and just be creative and who needs friends I think you're making up for it now (laughs) yeah and Maddie like I think now you are more shy than me ironically I feel like I've always been shy yeah but I feel like I'd always make you do things too I'd always you were more brave to answer the phone stuff like that yeah I've been yeah brave I've been the athletic person that has kind of been put in the spotlight Mm -hmm. But I'm not an extrovert whatsoever. Um, My mom did, she had her own company and it was a doll business. And she did small runs with a woman in the Bay Area that manufactured her doll clothes. Um, And on the side of that, because she accumulated so much fabric, my mom was always taking me to this fabric store in the Bay Area. But then she would also sell the fabric at flea markets. And I was, I don't know why you were not around that, maybe because you did gymnastics, but I was always her sidekick. So she had this like fabric obsession. I've gone a few times, but she would get up at like four in the morning and like be there all day. And And she told, I I have a really good memory. She told me she would take me to, so that she could drive in the carpool. (laughs) So I was like the human (laughs) sacrifice. (laughs) That's so area traffic. Oh yeah. Even back then when you were little. Yeah. That's so legit. And I, so my mom sews, she makes parkies and cuspucks, which are like Alaskan things, you know, and um, she works with fur. So growing up, I was just surrounded in like fabric scraps. And I know the like just reams and reams of fabric that they end up with. My mom's got fabric through the Uh, decades. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. There's a lot of inventory. There was a lot of of storage units, the whole thing. Yeah. I think finally it's flea markets are tough but like my mom she's such a passionate woman there was always so much passion and I was always around that and our dad loves fishing and fly fishing and so she would make custom shirts for him especially when they were um, you know just starting out and raising us they couldn't afford necessarily to go out and buy new stuff so they mom sewed a lot of cushions and our dad built a lot of furniture he built like all of the furniture Mm-hmm. Our bunk bed, the couch, the couch, the Adirondack furniture, the a the few armoires. Oh yeah, storage, planters, also like cribs and um, closets for the dolls. Like he would, my mom would design things, and then he would make like bunk beds for dolls for her to sell. 
stopped. I started sewing in college, though. I actually didn't study design or art or fashion. Um, when I was playing college basketball, um, I got my first sewing machine. And in between practice and class, I started to teach myself how to sew and design. I didn't get the best grades in high school. Um, I was a big athletic person, and um, that that is what brought me to college, fortunately, because I barely graduated. She's too smart and too cool for school. <laughs> She's very smart, and, um, you know, homework was not her thing, so school was tough. I think 2016, um, I started sewing bras and underwear because they weren't really fitting me right at those big stores. Jordan just really liked what I was doing, and I started sewing them for her, too, and she wanted to photograph them. We just got one of those little Instax mini cameras, and Maddie was, like, literally placing lingerie on my doorknob and be like, when are you going to be home? Try it on, try it on. And so um, I started documenting it. Like, I mean, we both of us were modeling the lingerie, and we made the Shy Natives Instagram more as a blog for ourselves, and then it just kind of took off from there. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the name of Shy Natives because I think it's so cool and it captures so many things. So how did you conceive of the name? <laughs> Do you want to go or I can I, go? Well, long story short, I think I came up with the name and Maddie thinks she came up with the name. So we're well, going to agree I, that we both we came worked, up with the we name. We worked together. And <laughs> I actually, together. this takes me back because I do remember... Yeah. Being in college. Yeah. Well, do you and remember? writing out names. Yeah, we were, and we, I remember one day we were really, we got our thinking caps on because we were driving to San Jose to get fabric. And we mm -hmm. had like a notepad. You were probably driving because I'm not the good driver. And then we were just writing out. I mean, we had some really bad names and we're not going to go there because we had some bad oh gosh, ideas. Yeah, I know. That's going to go to the grave. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We can laugh about it later. Maybe we'll resurface it. We knew we wanted something. I mean, we had these ideas. We wanted something rooted in um, sisterhood, being Native American, but also something that was bashful and contradicted what you were seeing at the time, which were these really confident Victoria's Secret models. Yeah. That's all that we saw wearing underwear. And also shy is a homophone for Cheyenne. So we liked that, that play on words. And, and, and also the play of the meaning too, as Maddie was saying. You know, you can be shy, but you could also be really sexy. I was really drawn to this because of that sense of agency and choice. Mm -hmm. And so, again, that's what I think that the brand really gets to, especially the concept of shyness, that, you know, it's really important for Indigenous women to have complete agency over our bodies, over our sexuality, over our intimacy, all of those things that are really core to who we are um, you know, as any human. And so um, I think that's one of the things that the brand really, really captures. And that's one of the things that, that I'm really drawn to in it. Thank you. Thank you. It's so weird. Even as a little girl, I, I loved lace. So lace was like the door that opened into my world of textiles. I loved, I love lace. It's not the most sustainable, but... Um, it, it opened the door to using mesh. Um, but I also love the contrast of like a lace and a mesh with cotton. Cotton is like a, it's sturdy, it's starchy. I love the way it feels and it's so different than mesh. So in a lot of my designs and on that, 
that fashion show, um, I always played with the two together. All of our stuff is mainly uh, cotton. We've introduced Modal to it. So um, I love Modal because it's really soft. It's actually more sustainable than cotton, um, but it gives it like a softer feel. Now that I have such a good understanding of textiles and I have established my um, all of my vendors, my manufacturers, I'm really excited to fine tune things as mm -hmm. it continues to grow. Yeah. You, when Maddie shops for fabric, she's always touching it to her cheek. It's just her way. She, that's when you know it's going to yeah. work or not. Immediately, she's like, no, no. And then when it gets close, she'll touch it softly. Yeah. <laughs> dang, you've caught me do that. Oh, <laughs> oh that. probably a hundred times now. On top of doing and helping and supporting Maddie with Shy Natives, and I do a lot of the photography, and Maddie mans a lot more. Um, I have a painting practice, and I'm based in Pauke Valley, New Mexico now, and um, I've just been making large-scale paintings inspired by Cheyenne beadwork. And what's really exciting, though, is when I get the chance to put patterns onto our own garments. So we have the robe coming out with a piece inspired by weaving and also a little bit of beadwork and checkerboard. And um, so, yeah, it's that's it's exciting to be able to do both because I work in patterns. It translates really nicely to fashion. It was kind of crazy because when we were planning all these big um, Indian Market weekend events, I had um, I was in the deep into making I think I got 18 paintings or 16 paintings picked up the Monday before like it all was happening all at the same time and Maddie got lucky because I was gonna have to bring her in and have her help me but I ended up pulling there's it off no way <laughs> and there's no way and I think at the time I was like I'll help you I'll help you our ambition is way Huge. bigger than it needs to be <laughs> no we always we we do end up fine-tuning our ideas but often I do think we we I guess as a team to pull off a lot more than most people would ever try to take on. Yeah. We shoot for Mars and yeah. hit the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Just knowing that you do all the photo shoots yourselves, that you conceive of all of those different concepts, that, um, that you're working with people who are not professional models, that is an insane amount of work on top of running the business, doing the designs, doing the manufacturing and all of, I mean, it's mm. so much work yeah, and thank you. Thank the you. the results are so gorgeous thank you yeah thank and you. like Paul I don't know how you do it it really is we're impressive DIYers. <laughs> DIYers. and also with our um we're not event planners by any means but we did pull off a really massive um our shy summer market our f inaugural market and something that we do want to continue but we did have huge help from our intern Nina we didn't even hire an event coordinator <laughs> Um, we are DIY business people as well, yeah. so learning the business. Um. Honestly, our experience with Shy Natives is really based with the root of us DIYing things, and I know it's our new favorite word right now, but I think it's interesting because when people see our social media and our campaigns, they think it's more than two people. So people, when they talk about Shy Natives, they don't know it's just two people that are literally paint, hand-painting signs and figuring out Illustrator and Photoshop and all the above. So, Well, I think it's also an interesting question because we have gotten to the point where we are without really doing, without having any PR. Mm -hmm. We don't have any PR. We don't, we just have extremely loyal customers, True. you know, and like, I'll draw that 
to our Kickstarter that we ran one year ago. We were trying to raise $20,000 to do our first manufacturing run. And that's really when the business commenced. Um, and Jordan and I were so nervous. We were we just did not know what to expect, but we hit the $20,000 goal within the first two hours. And we finished at around at 58 between fifty-eight to fifty-nine thousand dollars funded all together, um, and that was with zero money put into marketing either. Yeah, no, not, not even, even a, a dime. Not even a Facebook promotion. <laughs> so to circle back to your question, I think now that we're getting ready to move out of the studio and um, just getting ready for bigger things that point of partnerships that is something that has kind of held us back that we haven't really been open to because we've been so focused on developing our products and our event and now that we are at a point where we have learned the process from start to finish in manufacturing and we have all the resources I think that there are going to be partnerships in the future. Yeah we're our own toughest critics too like we have very high standards in pretty much everything we do yeah so um whether it's our earrings or the the you know the even the pieces that go into the earrings and the packaging we just want everything we want people to have a special experience with our products and our we finally found our t-shirt manufacturer which maddie is so psyched about because it's like the perfect shape the perfect thickness we have tags that get sewn into them that are our graphic design and um, everything is even down to when me and Maddie have our meetings about um, the Pantone color. Actually, everything on the Instagram page was hand sewed by Maddie up until 2022, 23, 23. Every single thing, every bra was hand sewed -sewed in house. Yeah. It's pretty crazy if you actually scroll back. But a big part of that was like, developing the product and playing teaching myself um and people actually got mad with how long it was taking and then we just completely fell off the planet with covid we had to focus on ourselves and mental health and family and moving and all the other things that go with that time uh what year what one was that does it vote does it rhyme with Pogue. Pogue. (laughs) Yeah, that was such an interesting time because we were really planning on launching after that. And um, 2019. 2019. And then after that, we did a few fitting parties and um, did tested my bra on over 100 women and measured them. And um, then COVID happened. Yeah. And yeah, we really tried to actually work through that in the beginning, too, and like tried to make it work no matter what. And we really we realized with, you know, as it get kept getting worse and worse and we had to just pause. One of the hardest things I've ever had to do. I didn't have to do it. That was one of the hardest things I've ever chose to do, because I mean, my mental health really um, took a hit and uh, we took over a year off. And um, when you take a step away for that long, it is almost impossible to pick it back up. Mm -hmm. And we picked it back up. Yeah. (laughs) Really proud of us for that. Yeah, it was a tough conversation to, you know, really just decide to walk aside, not away, just aside and focus on 
um, the million of other things that were going on. And um, especially, I mean, we ghosted Instagram. We ghosted everything. We Lost kind of thousands of followers. Literally <laughs> thousands of people did walk away from us. And um, the true ones stuck by. Maybe the other ones will come back. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's really exciting. And also, like, everything's just so different now, too. Like, we make videos now. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I just feel like we've come out of that so resilient. Mm-hmm. And when you can put your... When you have taken care of yourself um, and you can put your whole heart into something, it's just so much more special and you can really enjoy it. Oh, so yeah. I, I think, you know, being kind to yourself and um, celebrating the little victories, whether that is getting out of bed or taking a bath or launching <laughs> a business. I mean, celebrating all the victories, even the little ones, is really important. Yeah, right, but right. Vogue was really, that was, I mean. Oh, yeah, going gosh. back to the exciting what times. An ac- what an accomplishment that was yeah. um, to be seen by such a big magazine. Yeah, and shout out to Christian Allaire for interviewing us and making us feel really special and um, coming out with a really beautiful article. And he used all of our images. We took every single one of those photos pretty much. Except for Bailey Rob took a portrait of us. So our pictures are also in vogue wearing lingerie that Maddie hand sewed us. We have this very obsessive trait in our family where we can just extreme, like get so extremely focused on something. Like our dad is a cook and he will make pizza seven times a week. And then again the next week until the recipe is perfected. And that's like the best way to describe it. I just wanted it to be so perfect. And that's why we did the fitting parties and there is no perfect product. Um, so just getting it as close to that as possible. I think something interesting that I didn't understand going into this because I didn't know anything about fashion is that most fashion companies or brands are doing white label where they buy the product and they put their label on it or they are providing like a mood board or a sketch and then somebody else designs it. It is extremely rare to for a company to actually design their products in-house. It is very rare or a designer to actually pattern their products and that's something that I've learned to do yeah. over time. Which is extremely impressive. <laughs> yeah, <you>. especially <laughs> for being something like, which brings me back to like the product itself and the outcome of everything that you're describing. Because it's so quality. The fit is amazing. Like this isn't, you know, bras aren't something that anybody can just make. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom has been sewing for her whole life, and I don't think that it's something that she would be able to tackle. Maybe yeah, it is. I don't know. No, is. no discredit to my mom, but like my yeah. point is right. Like that, it's that's really, really impressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most um, manufacturers don't even deal with stretch fabric or lingerie. Like it's it takes special equipment, and we finally found people that we work closely with that take take us on, and it's it's a gift. <laughs> Yeah. To find that. Yeah. Definitely. We trying to find a manufacturer was really hard. Um, I met with over 10 manufacturers easily in California Mm -hmm. and we settled with one, but it was a process. The other day we're driving actually to pick up Maddie's pup, her res puppies. And um, Maddie's literally like we pulled over because she's FaceTiming our manufacturer about details like in community. I mean, so the long distance has been also a challenge with that, 
but um but yeah it's it's a good really working relationship another opportunity i just remembered is our first people's fund fellowship that we got that was a really great oh, yeah. um institutional support that Ooh. um we received in 2019 applying as a lingerie company and providing images with lingerie is very different when I'm applying for a grant for my paintings. So it was really cool that they took a chance on something a little bit more controversial. I really want to make Shy Natives accessible. I, I would love to see Shy Natives in a store that is in a big store that is in line with our values. We have a fashion brand, which is inevitably not sustainable no matter what you know like we're still feeding into consumerism that being said like just being really mindful of every single thing we put out there and making it high quality so people can have these things for a long time one interesting statistic is that for every garment of clothing you get the average amount of time that a person wears it is four times and then they throw it out so I don't want to fall into that I want I want to release really special pieces that people keep and can keep because it's durable. Oh, has this happened to you? <laughs> when someone's like, I'm wearing my briefs. Do you want to see? <laughs> and they like, you know, I mean, the other well, day. A few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. And it's pretty cool. And it's like, I wear these on my, like, literally someone's like, I wear these special, you know, things. And no one knows. But, like, I feel really good about. It's like my, my favorite underwear. Um, making really special pieces that people can wear for years and enjoy quality not quantity yeah slow not fast and it's it's hard being sustainable but we really do make an effort it's not perfect um but between our packaging and our products and um as we grow just hoping to make more changes to make it even more sustainable Mm -hmm. because i feel like as native americans um the land is so important yeah the land is so important and fast fashion is really, it's really bad for the planet. So we are slow as slow fashion can be, <laughs> actually. I was going to say, we're really slow fashion. Yeah. <laughs> You're on native time. Yeah. We're yeah. on seven years of slow. No, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan's the color person. I mean, we lo- she's turned me into a color person. Um, but all of our colors are pretty neutral and soft and designed by, um, colors of the earth. And you'll see that in the names that we call them. Like lapis blue and desert sunrise pink, pink. clay, warm clay, warm clay. We have mud, sage. Oh yeah. The sage collection. We came out with so many colors to hit the ground running and, I think that the lapis blue was a color that felt really authentic to what we've been doing. And going forward, I mean, I don't know how many of these colors we're going to continue to do because we want to do more colors and new colors. Yeah, and we I love the black trim and I love the black print, but um, we're going to move on to different things. Yeah, <laughs> We've seen a lot of that, and I think that's very core to Shy Natives, but we love colors, and you'll see that in Jordan's paintings. Yeah, I think I I uh, I do really love color. Me too, and I'm wearing like a black dress right now. But I, <laughs> but like it's like I think we were talking about this the other day. Um, that it's like super super minimal, and then like all these like crazy bright colors and patterns and prints. So I'm super super excited. Yeah, uh, I yeah, think this definitely. next the Sherika collection is gonna really um, set 
our lingerie apart too from not only what we've been doing but from other indie lingerie brands we're really excited it's gonna be I know you're gonna love it (laughs) but then your earrings too like have this really like whimsical super modern and contemporary like um the graphics and the kind of like abstracts and and like checkers and squiggles and stuff Mm -hmm. like that but then you've got the cactuses the super fun cowgirl boots which I love yeah, we I think are pulled in a lot of directions. It's true. I know our, our you'll see that in our t-shirts too. Yeah. Our brand identity is definitely um not super specific right now, which I think is good as we I think it'll like same with my paintings. I did so many different types of artwork to really define like my look. And so I I feel like today people can see a painting and they could be like, that is a Jordan and Craig painting. And I do think that going forward, as we develop the lingerie looks and the robe and the quality of everything, um, people can be like, yeah, that's a shy natives earring or that's a shy natives yeah. bra. Like I do the graphic design for the t-shirts for the most part. And we've, we've done really simple things and I've had a lot more fun recently. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I released like the most bold as soon as I started to have more fun and doing like an oversized print they sold a lot easier (laughs) so we're kind of like learning our audience Mm -hmm. and um I I just love that the the more bold it is the easier it sells Mm -hmm. Maddie made this really incredible I don't even know when you did that because Maddie's been an insomniac for the last three months so (laughs) but she like turned out this butterfly design with these naked ladies in the wings but they're not super obvious and that was like that was the first one, right? That was really bold and, yeah. and very very successful because people loved it. It's interesting that it's shy natives, but it's like the mo- more bold we get, the better it gets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a big part of it is community. So the people who are our customers and support us, I want them to feel like they are a part of a special family. Feeling you know, beautiful is the goal. Feeling beautiful and supported. Uh, I think one of the most rewarding parts of this business and what we do is working with other shy people we don't work with like professional models a lot of our imagery is done with native women um, and men who are very shy and have never done modeling before and we like watching Jordan especially because she does the photography like pull them out of their shell um, and take their images and see them become more comfortable when they're ready has been like a very beautiful thing to watch. Yeah. I would build on that too with saying our non-binary relatives, our trans relatives, you know, seeing them come out of their shell. I mean, I would say every person we've worked with really, you know, I mean, I remember texting my friend being like, do you want a model? And he said, I'm just not ready. I'm just not ready, but thank you. Appreciate that. Two weeks later, I'm ready. Let's do it. And we actually gave him the opportunity to do a self-portrait shoot where we, you know, provided him the, the lingerie and he took his own pictures and he looked incredible. It's like we were talking about at the photo shoot the other day. I think that's one of the things that really resonates like with your customers and that I think that huge brands would like kill to be able to pull off the campaigns that you guys pull off naturally. Oh, thank, thank you. you. A Co- lot of heart and soul yeah. and tears. <laughs> We don't really have too many ideas, and it's not super fixed. I know traditional photographers, but everything's have to defined. Be planned out, and if something goes wrong, then it actually can ruin the shoot. Oh yeah, like everything. Whereas is, when things yeah. go wrong, like 
we pivot. You know, thunderstorm, lightning oh, yeah. storm, boom. Work it, Great work it. shot. <laughs> like, this is amazing. Flash floods. Um, no, yeah. But every person's so different. Like, we had a really beautiful photo shoot on the Zuni Pueblo where we photographed a mother and daughter. And the mother wore a Shinada's bodysuit, but she really wanted to wear a robe, too. And, um, you know, she showed a little shoulder. She looked gorgeous. But we wanted to respect her, um, what, how much skin she wanted to show. And um, it was a really beautiful, powerful shoot. We want to show people how they want to be shown, whether that's super sexy pole dancing or wearing slippers and a robe. Just now that people own Shinadas and there's ca- they have their own cameras, it's really cool to see people doing their own thing. With, I mean, there's people that have had, like, pretty cool photo shoots or selfies. And it's like, yeah, what, how do you feel about seeing your work out there existing in the world without you having any control? Oh, gosh, it's amazing. It's amazing. I remember the first person that posted the photo of them snowboarding and they had their shiny native sh- their briefs on. I'll remember that forever. I should frame it. <laughs> I know. I love that picture. But, um, no, it's just been incredible, I think. Um, the goal has been for it to, for the brand to be something that feeds itself and because of that we haven't had to put any money into marketing because it's really fed itself mm-hmm. I really do want to emphasize that our supporters are the heartbeat to this business mm-hmm. like this is that is really what sets us apart is the amount of people that have been following our brands or, or finds our brand like, you know, recently that yeah. just are so unbelievably supportive. Like we have an extremely good returning customer rate. Um, and that is literally what keeps our business going. It feels intimate in the most powerful way. Like not like sex, sexual intimacy. It feels like, you know, we have true relationships with, um, a lot of our, 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 yeah, supporters, yeah. like when we see certain names come through, we're like, oh, I really, again, they're, they're so supportive. It's like, sometimes we're like, oh my gosh, like we, we literally know yeah. the names of our top buyers. Yeah. 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 And I'll like sneak a gift in there. Had some pretty high profile customers and names. Yeah. Um, you just mentioned Christian Allaire, who was so supportive in doing the profile in Vogue, of course. Um, and I guess I won't name drop anybody I'll but name drop one <laughs> the creator of res dogs is Sterling a huge Hodge. supporter yeah. he just bought a shirt today yay thank you yeah Sterling. but he's placed a few orders and we got to meet him over the weekend and he became really good friends with my mom actually i think oh, yeah. he likes our mom more than us for sure <laughs> <laughs> your mom is pretty rad i talked to her she's cool yeah, i know yeah. like way too cool he said how important it is for our people to see you know, sensuality be expressed, like, in a really non-judgmental way. So it was really cool to hear, like, that validation from somebody who's so successful and, you know, validating so many voices. That's what I, that's what I think is so cool, too, and that, like, I hope that you guys recognize is that all those ceilings that are being shattered in these, like, pop culture um, leaders right now, like Sterling, um, like all of these creatives, Mm -hmm. um, you guys are right there, too you're right there in that cohort and in that caliber of creatives and business people. And it's really amazing to see. Thank you. Well, we're just really excited for what's next too. Like this is definitely um, quite literally a chapter closing Mm -hmm. with uh, Maddie's move to Phoenix, Arizona and the shy natives headquarters moving as well. And I think that 
Um, even though we're going to, I'm staying here in New Mexico and we have our New Mexico family having yeah. the brand here, doing photo shoots here in this beautiful landscape, I think um, it is quite literally with the movers coming on Monday, uh, a new exciting chapter that I think is going to lead to even more beautiful collaborations and launches. And it's just a really exciting time. Yeah, we're actually yeah. naming our next collection after the, one of the models that we met that night. Yeah. Sneak sneak preview of what that name is, or are you going to keep it under wraps? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we can share it. It's called the Sherica Collection, mm-hmm. and um, Sherica was actually a last-minute ad because we had a model drop, and we had met Sherica because she was modeling for another brand, and she just introduced herself and was so nice. She was just a huge fan of Shy Natives. And um, when somebody dropped, we were like, we have to pick up Sherika. And she just absolutely killed it. And um, the next collection is actually inspired by that, that look that she wore. The Sherika. The Sherika. Yeah, we'll have our like staple basic shy natives. And then we're going to have these like special releases as we develop too. I guess one thing I would want shy natives to represent is kindness. Just be kind to yourself, to your own body. You know, we all grow, we all shrink, our boobs change all the time. So I guess like, you know, knowing that you can be any size and be really beautiful and feel loved. And if you have to go down or up, it's perfectly fine. It's beautiful. Yeah. I would say the same. Um, a big part of the brand for me is safety, you know, mm, with, yes. um, yeah, all the violence towards Native women. And most of us have experienced some type of violence. Um, so I just want people to feel safe and heard and seen when, yeah. they're, when they're a part of this. Thank you so much, Chandra. This is so special. Yeah, likewise. Thank you. Quite a big thanks to both of you. Jordan and Maddie, the genius sisters behind Shy Natives, Indigenous-owned lingerie brand. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Thanks. I'm Chandra Ikugan-Safrin, and I've been your host for this episode of the Indigify Native Artist Series, created by Alexis Salee. The series is a program of Kiwanak Broadcast Corporation. Our theme music is Kama Yopik by Inuk artist Reet. This episode was written, hosted, and produced by Chandra Klugan Safran, with thanks to Nola Moses at Native Voice One, KTOO Public Media, Kiwanak Broadcast Corporation, and executive producer Alexis Salee. This project is supported in part by the National Endowment for the Arts, on the web at arts.gov, the Siri Foundation, 
supporting Alaska Native education, culture, and heritage since 1982. GCI and Cook Inlet Tribal Council.